Welcome to Craft of Code, a podcast brought to you by Linode that explores the stories of developers, entrepreneurs, and enterprises of all sizes from all over the world who share our mission to make cloud computing simple, affordable, and accessible to all. It's no surprise that alternative cloud providers are an increasingly popular choice for companies. This rising category of cloud providers delivers the same core technical underpinnings of the larger hyperscalers, with price performance advantages that make them an attractive choice for companies moving from on-premises to the cloud or for organizations exploring hybrid or multi-cloud environments. But once you decide that an alternative cloud provider is the right choice, how do you approach migration? We're talking today with Sergey Kandarov, founder and CTO of cloud storage virtualization and migration company Flexify. Sergey and Flexify are helping businesses build cloud agnostic solutions by simplifying migration and avoiding dependency on a single cloud storage provider. Welcome, Sergey. Uh, hello, Mike. So let's begin our conversation by learning a little bit more about you. As I understand it, you started out studying telecommunications in college in Russia, and now you're working for a cloud startup and living in the Philippines. That's quite the global career path. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in the technology space and what led you to doing the work you do today at Flexify? Um, sure. Uh, after I graduated, I was working in Russia for a few years, and then the company relocated me to States, to Boston, where I spent about three years working as a um, director of product management for a large storage company. Um, and as my career developed at some point, I realized I want to do, uh, I, I want to have a bigger impact. I want to do some bigger change. And I decided to found uh, my own company, Flexify. And to do that, I relocated to Philippines just because the money could accumulate over time, a uh, much longer money in the Philippines. And we built a team of very talented engineers and QA and marketing and sales uh, all around the world. So we are uh, never bound to any specific location. We have people working for Flexify from Canada, from Europe, from Russia, from Asia. And as you know, I'm located in the Philippines and love it so far. So I'm intrigued by Flexify's cloud agnostic approach, especially as some of the larger players in the market tend to be built around mono ecosystems. So I'm assuming you had a little bit of a provocative point of view on this when you founded Flexify. Yeah, absolutely. So what we saw that Amazon Web Services was basically the sole player. It was always the default choice, and it basically was like a monopoly. You want to go to cloud, you go to Amazon Web Services. And when I was founding Flexify, I realized that, um, that there are a lot of newer players, uh, both uh, offers from larger companies like Microsoft and Google, uh, and those offers are catching in, as well as offers from smaller, more specialized companies like Asabi or Linode. And this competition will intensify. There will be price wars, there will be feature wars. All those companies will want to have their clients. And clients, data owners, they would also want to uh, diversify their uh, cloud provider vendors. So they will not uh, want to be locked to any specific cloud provider. They will want to have flexibility to pick and choose and move around and hence the name of company Flexify. 
So how critical are things like S3 compatibility to successful migrations that you've seen? API compatibility is a key. If you want to have your applications being transportable, transportable between clouds, for example, if you design applications for Amazon, uh, for Amazon Web Services, use the Amazon S3 API, and later on uh, you want to run applications in some other cloud like Microsoft, Azure, or Google, or store data in Wasabi or Linode, you need to make sure that the API you're using, they are supported by, by most of the cloud vendors. Uh, it's a bigger problem with some of the APIs, and it's a little bit of the problem with S3 API, because some clouds like Microsoft Azure do not support the S3 compatible API, which limits application portability. Uh, what we see for now is that majority of cloud providers, they, have, uh, they, they provide more or less a S3 compatible API with some limitations in most of the cases, but uh, configuring your application to store the data somewhere else is usually uh, not a big deal, unless it's uh, Azure or Alibaba that do not provide uh, a three-compatible API. And by the way, Flexify solves uh, this issue by transparently converting API. So if you want to store data in Azure uh, and still want to use a three-compatible API for that, you can use Flexify to transparently convert S3 requests to Azure requests and vice versa. So that begs the question, right? When, you know, S3 is the is the de facto standard for storage in the cloud market, how truly open is the cloud if the some two if two of the biggest um, hyperscale providers out there aren't supporting it? How does, how does that impact how you work with customers? Uh, well, um, of course, uh, API compatibility, it uh, limits application portability. Uh, but API compatibility is only one of the limiting factors. Um, another limiting factor is just pure raw amount of data that companies have. If you store petabytes of data and billions of objects in Amazon, it's quite challenging to get it from there especially if you want to do it with some in-house solutions or some manual techniques or some scripting. It makes it uh, basically impossible because with such volumes, everything that can theoretically happen with quite low probability will likely happen and it requires specialized solutions. So uh, large amounts of data uh, is one of the reasons uh, why companies prefer to stick or have to stick uh, with some specific cloud provider and generate lock-in. Uh, another point that creates uh, lock-in, which is rather artificial point, are enormous aggress fees, artificially high aggress fees, I would say. For example, to download one terabyte of data from Amazon, you'll have to pay somewhere from 60 to $100, depending on the region and the volume you download. As you can imagine, if you store terabytes of data in Amazon, Downloading such data becomes just cost prohibitive and investment that most companies um, cannot afford, even if they start saving after the migration. And I have to think that that is a, you know, egress fees. And I was going to get to that because um, it is the elephant in the room, the one that, you know, the, the topic that everyone knows Amazon doesn't really want to talk about at this point uh, because the, it's such, it's, there's so, egregious egress uh, fees. <laughs> um, you know, is it, do you find that it is equally challenging for 
large enterprises and even SMBs who might not have the same volume of data that they need to put put in and pull out? Uh, with SMBs, it's, it's a little bit easier. Uh, I mean, you know, there are SMBs that manage enormous amounts of data. There are enterprise uh, then, um, that rely on relatively small amount of data. So I wouldn't say that uh, it depends on the company size. It depends on how data-driven is the business and how much data you actually need to store and manage. Uh, companies that store petabytes, they're in a quite tricky situation because uh, not only egress fees complicate their migration, they need to choose the right tool to make migration reliable, fast enough, not to lose uh, any data in the process, uh, eliminate any possible downtime and some other considerations. But uh, egress fees, they definitely play a big role of companies that manage, I would say, over 100 terabytes of data. Um, as, uh, as the market is changing, so there are um, some some companies trying to offer solutions to uh, to remove this egress fee barrier uh, while attracting customers to their cloud. Uh, for example, um, some clouds offer some cloud providers they offer some credits to their customer, which is which are effectively enough to pay for their migration. Some cloud vendors or some cloud providers even offer um, free of charge migration for end users where they pay us directly, including all the egress fees um, that we will have to pay, so just covering all those costs to make migration essentially free for the end user. Um, uh, so it's easier for them to decide uh, to move away from Amazon. So one of the things that sets hyperscale providers apart, whether it's the big three or four or the alternative cloud category, are the global networks and peering relationships they've built. How important is this to you and your customers' businesses, right? Whether it's peering relationships at the network level or at the CDN level. Yeah, so those, uh, those big guys, uh, specifically Amazon Web Services, Microsoft is Asian, Google Cloud Services. They are uh, kind of special in the terms that they have uh, a very large variety of different services. Uh, you do not store data just for the purpose of storing data. You usually store data that, uh, because you need to access this data, you need to work with this data. And there are some other applications, not just virtual machines, but other applications and other services that are interconnected and that needs this data to, um, uh, to uh, function properly. Uh, so we call it data gravity. Basically, when you store data in some specific cloud provider, uh, so once, for example, you choose Google to store your data, you tend to consume other services from Google around those data, to work with this data, to access this data, which uh, brings uh, more revenue to this specific cloud provider. Um, smaller cloud providers like like Linode, uh, they go a little bit different paths. So uh, instead of asking end user, asking uh, data owner to consume all the services from one specific cloud and creating artificially high egress fees, uh, the strategy is uh, more towards multi-cloud deployments. And you can pick and choose best services from different cloud vendors and uh, inter-cloud uh, traffic is uh, either much cheaper or even free in some cases. 
and I think you know multi cloud is the is the thing we're hearing more and more I know from from customers and and in and in the market so are issues like data sovereignty causing your customers to seek more global um, availability of data centers? Yeah, so of course customers want uh, to be able to pick and choose and move around for multiple reasons. And one of those uh, reasons are requirements um, that actually force customers to store data in some specific geography. Uh, we do not see it much. Uh, in most cases, the reason for end user to migrate data around uh, is cost saving. So they can start saving costs on storage. They can start saving costs uh, on uh, egress traffic. Uh, it's also uh, interoperability. So, for example, once they migrate to some small cloud provider, they can use uh, CDNs like Cloudflare, uh, where their uh, this alliance allows free traffic uh, among small providers. And again, it results in saving uh, in cost savings. What we also see is that smaller local providers tend to serve uh, local customers better. I mean, if you um, if you uh, located and uh, serve customers, for example, mostly from France, you would probably prefer to store data with some provider who knows how to work with customers in France, who knows specific of this specific country. And hyperscales, uh, they uh, lack expertise here just because they're too global. And we talked about egress fees um, in the past, and I would imagine that Storage migration from one cloud uh, to another is a major challenge for companies who often probably don't think about it until it's too late and then it becomes too costly or too complicated for them. How does Flexify help solve that problem? Um, we help to reduce those egress fees. In some cases, even eliminate those egress fees. Uh, for example, if you migrate um, uh, from Amazon to uh, Bedblaze, uh, manually using some scripts, you will pay somewhere from 60 to $100 per terabyte of data. You migrate just as egress fee to Amazon. If you do it with Flexify, you pay just $40 per terabyte. And this already includes all the egress fees. Or if you uh, negotiate with uh, the cloud provider, with the destination cloud provider, they might even be able to sponsor the whole migration, making such migration effectively free for the end user. How many types of how many different types of cloud providers does Flexify support? I would imagine you have to have a pretty a pretty wide uh, landscape of providers that you support. Uh, currently, support over twenty different providers, and this includes on-premise storage like uh, Minio or Dell MCCS, but mostly cloud providers, of course. And um, uh, this list it includes providers that we uh, tested and uh, certified our solution to be compatible with. So it includes, of course, big guys like um, Amazon, uh, Google, Microsoft, as well as small providers like Linode. Uh, but, but we also support a provider called Other, uh, which is generic S3 compatible uh, API uh, that we cannot guarantee that it's going to work. But if your provider is not in the list, you can always try just to connect it as an Other provider. So as I was doing as I was doing my research for today's episode. Uh, in our conversation, I came across a great story about how you helped a Japanese streaming music company um, uh, achieve some serious cost savings. 
Can you give me some some highlights to to that story? I think it was Musify, correct? Yeah, that's correct. It was Musify, a um, really interesting company to work with. It was really a pleasure to work with them. Uh, Musify, they started from Tokyo. And um, as many companies, they choose the default choice. They choose to store their data in Google uh, Cloud in Tokyo. But over time, once they grew, once they start to accumulate more data, they collect over half a petabyte of data. Uh, so they, uh, they realized that um, they are paying much more uh, to Google that they could pay to some alternative solutions. And decided to move to another provider, in this case, uh, in, the, in the United States. Um, migrating such amounts of data um, over the ocean uh, at, at the minimal cost is quite challenging. And we were able to uh, both uh, make it migration fast enough and uh, reliable, um, as well as uh, minimize the cost of the migration, but by choosing some options uh, that um, are quite tricky to find in Google. Um, once the data is in another provider uh, that is part of the Benvins Alliance, traffic to Cloudflare was essentially free. And uh, uh, the station provider charges several times less per terabyte of storage compared to Google. So that's basically how the customer achieved cost saving. Cheaper storage and much cheaper address to serve their users. So many of the folks listening today are cloud users who may have started out on AWS, Azure, or Google because of the brand awareness and familiarity that they have. But as their business and workloads grow, they experience sticker shock and think about moving these workloads to less expensive, but just as performant cloud providers. Um, what advice would you give startups about planning ahead for cloud migration and looking at things or considering um, things such as price performance of storage? Um, the first and most important a consideration is to try to avoid lock-in as much as possible. Most startups, when they start, even though they may have a strategy and a business plan, um, they uh, do not really know where they will be in a few years. Uh, so there may be uh, some customers from other continents, other countries. Uh, they may have less or more data, different type of type of data they store. Um, it's a lot of imp- um, it's it's a lot of things which are unpredictable when you when you run a startup. Uh, and the worst thing you can have is find yourself being locked in to some specific cloud provider with no choice or a very expensive choice if you want to change your decision. So first of all, avoid using proprietary APIs. Use only um, standard APIs like Amazon S3 can be considered a standard API. And second, look at the uh, egress fees and potential cost of the migration if you decide in the future. And as much as you can, try to choose providers, uh, cloud providers, cloud offerings that do not charge high egress fees and preferably are even part of Bandwidth Alliance uh, ensuring free traffic between multiple clouds, between participants. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Sergey. This was a, uh, a fascinating conversation. I think uh, just about every challenge that is in the cloud, that customers face in the cloud today is hitting on what Flexify uh, uh, supports. 
so I appreciate you uh, educating our our listeners and telling us uh, some very interesting stories uh, and sharing your knowledge. So where can people find out more about you personally and Flexify it uh, as a company? Um, the best way would be to go to our website, which is flexify.io. Um, there are a few links to LinkedIn profile uh, and emails, um, uh, information email. Uh, we always happy to reply uh, on those requests. And in most cases, I just do it personally. Sergey, thank you for joining Craft of Code. Uh, thank you, Mike, for having me. Thanks for listening to Craft of Code. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please subscribe to make sure you're the first to hear when we release future episodes. And we'd love it if you left a review. Thank you.